I might have to poop on the streets of Chicago. <laughs> Pooping also, on the streets of Chicago also sounds like a Joni Mitchell Cat Stevens song. <laughs> also my autobiography. God. I think... Uh, you regretting this yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> it only goes down from here. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are joined by a very special guest, uh, a first-timer and someone who is very talented. What? Yes, one of uh, my co-workers. What? Uh, she's an expert of spoken word. What? She's a Harry Potter aficionado. What? Yes. <laughs> she loves the NBA. Yeah, what? <laughs> Please welcome Charity Tay. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, welcome. Thank you for being yeah, here. absolutely. Awesome. So, Charity... Uh, who's going to win the NBA Finals this year? Calling it now. Calling it now. In November, who's it going to be? No, in June, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> okay, so yes. there we go. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yes. No doubt in your mind whatsoever. No doubt in my mind. It's on record now, so if I'm wrong, you can come back and, and, and listen to it. But Hold I'm 100% sure. Yeah. Who, who is going to be their biggest challenger? Do you think? No one. Oh, shit. Gonna, they're going to sweep the season is what's going to happen. Because you and I, I heard you talking. You think the, the, the Cavs are kind of, they're, they're, not, they're not performing this, but no. it's so early in the season. It is so early. They're a little shaky right now. I mean, I think they're going to get it together. They do have the greatest player on earth playing for them, so they always have that. But Dwayne Wade. Yes, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Derrick Rose, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Ouch. I was like, there's no way Charity could be referring to LeBron James. No, uh, there's no way. Does I was Dwayne Wade play for yeah. them? He yes. does. Yes! He does now. I don't do sports at all. He does now, yeah. He, LeBron was basically like, I'll just recruit all of right, yeah, yeah. to play in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Derrick Rose is there, and what do you know? He's hurt. So. That shocker. he is. Oh. Huge shocker. He's on a minutes restriction bum, right bum, now. Bum, bum. I, was on, I was in Boston when the player from the Celtics... Oh, Gordon Hayward. Went down and like oh. just like jacked his whole leg up or whatever. Yeah, that was awful. I was in a bar. watch. I wasn't watching it. I was in a bar watching everyone else watch the game. And when that happened, you've never heard like more true Boston come out of everyone. Of just, I mean, well, like, ah, every fuck. range of emotions. Just, some, just One dude just like slammed the bar. It's like, fuck it, come on. Oh, my God. Like, but he's they, so angry. They have won 12 in a row. Oh, so really? Far. Without him. Yeah, you don't need him. Wow. Shockingly, was this his first year with the Celtics? This was his first year with there the Celtics. Go, yeah. His first wow. game, six minutes in. That's really was, impressive. This wasn't his first game in the league, though, right? Like, no. Okay. No, he, was, he used to play for the Jazz. All right, cool. Yeah. But tough tough start to the season. That's not that's not good. No. It's always interesting when you see people get like so into sports that like something like that like physically takes over, like the Holy Ghost takes over and they're like, No Oh yeah, these guys were it's wrapped into their identities and yeah, I, yeah. I like I've never been that I mean, I'll root for stuff. I get excited, but I don't think I've ever been like, No sports team Right you know like diehard fans. I felt like that when Derrick Rose it got injured the very first time. Yeah. Like as a Bulls fan watching him go down, I was so angry. Yeah. He shouldn't have been in that game. But I was so angry. <laughs> Before it became trendy for him to get Yeah, hurt. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Before it was like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm this sure is that's, gonna happen. I'm sure that's exactly how he wants to refer to it as um, you know, he got roasted. Oh, oh. He got rose. he's hurt. Hashtag, hashtag trendy. You know, like <laughs> oh, that's exactly how I'm sure he wants to be remembered. He just gets. He's like, I'll get paid to ride the bench, guys. Don't worry about <laughs> it. 
Well, um, the thing that, and again, I don't, I, I don't, I don't sports, yeah. but uh, the one, the one thing I do remember and was actually kind of excited about was to see because everyone had projected him to potentially uh, to have the potential to be the next great, like behind, you know, coming up behind LeBron and Jordan and like. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this is the fucking guy to watch. And I was like, oh, cool, we have him. That's awesome. And then when that happened, I'm like, oh, well, that's over. <laughs> then I was like, well, that was short-lived. Right. Well, yeah. it's unfortunate because I remember seeing him, like, when he was healthy, he did some really impressive stuff. He's great. I mean, he's still really good, but he has limitations, obviously, but yeah. well, he's I'm never sure. going to be the same. I'm sure it's partially mental, too. Like, he's got oh, a, yeah. he's probably not taking the risks he normally would have taken mm-hmm. to make, you know, the insane plays that he could have made because he's thinking – I don't know if I want to chance this again, you know. A hundred percent, yeah. You just got to be careful with that guy. Yeah, yeah, because it's one of those things. Because especially with all that downtime, he hasn't been practicing, has been playing like someone like LeBron, who stayed healthy and is healthy. Like the amount of effort that I mean, he just gets better continually because he's consistently oh, yeah. working at it, and he's healthy. That guy, I think it was two games ago, or maybe the very last game they played, but LeBron rolled his ankle, mm-hmm. and any other player. Would have been out for the game. Mm-hmm. He's like bionic. Yeah, he rolled his ankle pretty harshly and then just kept playing. Wow! I was like, how? And I think he almost had a triple double. Jesus! I was like, give me a give me a talent. I'll be fine. Right, man. <laughs> he, he's kind of crazy. That blows my mind because I we just have you know football in the background on Sundays and stuff like that, and I hear these announcers and stuff talking about how these players are getting shots. Like they're just. I'm like. This should be like behind. This should be like you know varsity blues sort of bullshit. Like behind the scenes, like getting these. Like no, they probably just gave him a shot so that he'll be good. Like for the first three quarters, but after that, we're gonna see how he handles that pain. I'm like, yeah, this is not good. Like I understand, like you guys like need to play and you got to get paid and things like that. But I'm like, what long term damage are you doing to your shoulder, right. to your knee, to your back? Where they're like, I'll just take a shot and let my body destroy itself right. from the inside, so I, I just won't feel the pain while it's happening. Give me the yeah. super soldier serum. It's I'll like, be fine. Seriously, I'll be good. <laughs> it's not cool. vetted yet. Don't worry. I'll turn the abomination. I don't care. I don't still care. beat some ass. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? They do. I mean, they have so many. Like expedited ways of physical therapy nowadays, where yeah. you know players can do ice baths. LeBron's a huge fan of yeah. like, uh, I think it's like chrono baths or whatever, where he gets in and just freezes his body for a little bit I've and heard of this. gets out, and he just like feels so much better because like you know the ice is. I think it's something between like negative twenty or something or something. I can't be healthy. I've, <laughs> I've seen stuff where like Joe Rogan does it. Mm-hmm. I've seen Hugh Jackman do it, and guys they will go into these chambers that are like negative two hundred degrees. Yeah, that I honestly cannot be healthy though. And they they get in there and it just it shocks their body. They're only in it for like maybe like a minute, like a at minute most or, or so. something like yeah. that. And they just go in those cryo chambers, and it's supposedly really healthy for you. Um, I can't tell you the science behind it. <coughs> I feel like I, that's something that's going to come out in another 20 years. They're like, oh, we've made a grave mistake. It's like when they were like, eggs are great for you. Whoop, don't eat eggs. No, they're good again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those things I don't think it's going to be the egg debate. I don't think that's what it's going to no. be. I think it's going to be exactly that, Doug. <laughs> we, are, we are on the precipice of another egg debate. <laughs> cryo yourself or don't cryo yourself. Right. It's good. It's bad. No. I think part of it is it gets the inflammation out and things okay. like that. Yeah. So a lot of that yeah. bad stuff, it'll just be like shocked. And things like that. They've also I've also heard things about people getting, like uh, I can't remember what they do. They like they get some blood from you, and then they do something with the plasma where they they heat it up and then reinject it back into you, and like that sort of stuff 
will help the healing process for different stuff. Rogan that talks about like it all the time. Kim Kardashian shit. <laughs> like, take out my blood, re-inject it into my face, you know? Can you make this younger? I want younger plasma. Oh, man. I wish I remember. Rogan talks about it from time to time where they just do this sort of stuff, and apparently a lot of high-level athletes do it. Well, there's another thing that I heard of where they actually take just two electrodes and they just shock your muscles at like 2,000 volts of just pure electricity, and it's supposed to scare the pain away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other facts you want to give us, Justin? Yes. A a cheetah can carry twice its body weight up a tree. (laughs) Nice throwback. That was great. We were just talking about. There's a, we have a, a super fan. His name's Wayne, and he fact checks everything we say. So oh. when we brought that up last time, a guy goes, "Oh, for fact checking, then did you guys know that a cheetah can carry twice his body weight when it climbs up a tree, just off the top of his head?" It was totally bullshit. But he's just like, "Have fun, Wayne." Oh my god! <laughs> so if you got any facts you want to throw out, feel free. Just feel free. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's great. I don't want to be fact checked by Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. So. Um, you know, it seems to me, Charity, that um, you know, trying to speak with Cleveland fans is, is really difficult. You might say that it's you have to have pretty decent skills to create a dialogue with those people. Very true. And uh, thank you, Justin. Good like the lead in. Yeah, thank you. I'm terrible with segues, and I <laughs> just lean into those really hard. Sometimes I'm like, so dialogues, am I right? Woo! Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so we've talked a lot on this podcast, and we've also talked kind of you and I off mic as well about the art of the dialogue, the art of the crucial conversation, if you will, mm. and how important it is to have a dialogue, especially in these trying times, times. these trying times, these social times. Uh, with everything that's going on, I mean, uh, I mean, entertainment-wise, we've got the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K., Brett Ratner. Like things mm-hmm. just coming out of the woodwork in that realm. You've got the political spectrum of stuff where shit's just wild and crazy. So um, we were kind of talking about um, how important it is to be able to have a dialogue, to understand that other side of the story. And I think you had a you had a your point of view was that you don't think it's possible in this day to always have a dialogue. I think not was, always. Not always. No, I think right now we were talking about it. We were talking about like having there's two extremes, you know, like people extremely left, extremely right. And there's not too many people in the middle. I think when you are in the middle, you're more likely to have that dialogue, more willing to have that dialogue. But the problem is we're so divided right now that that dialogue's hard to have because nobody wants to be wrong. No, no. And it's not about being wrong or right. It's just about understanding. And Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of that going on right now. Um, There's more of like, blame and you know this is how I see things this is the right way to see things and we can't push past that um but I mean and I think this is always who we've been Mm. honestly and I say that all the time it's like people are always really shocked like oh my god I can't believe we elected this buffoon into office (laughs) it's like well that's this is America we have always been this place Mm -hmm. it's just we haven't been very open and honest about it yeah and now all our shits our laundry's out you know and everybody's looking at it Mm -hmm. and now it's scary for people to think about that but um the dialogues are because you know i'm looking at your shitty draws outside (laughs) you know what i mean like that's why the dialogues are and it's like i know it they're shitty (laughs) but you don't you don't want to say it you know so i think it's it's important to have, but in the right spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, is there an element of it? Do you think that, because they always say history repeats itself. And so do you think there's an element of it where <clears throat> we were, 
you know, when the when the country got started, it got started in kind of a kind of a dark place, you know, kind of kind of a rough place for for a lot of people, um, and it, it got even rougher, and then it started to get better, and then it got a little better, and then it started to get rough. Like you you'll you'll see kind of like ebb and flow where there's you know there's oppression, and then that starts to get turned, and then it comes back again, maybe with the same group, maybe with a different group, and then it starts to turn again, and it, mm-hmm. it always just goes back like this. So, do you think this it's possible to your point where you know we've always been this way? Do you think we're seeing a bit of history repeating itself at this point with the people of the mindset that elected Trump have more of a they feel vindicated now to feel the way they feel. Definitely. Um, Vindicated, that's a great way to describe it. Um, I think that now it's a lot easier to be bold about the things that maybe you were afraid to be bold about before. And that's for both sides. You know, I think that everybody right now has a voice and their voice is loud, but we're screaming over each other. That's a great way of saying it, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really help the situation. but I, history repeating itself, I don't necessarily think that. I think that if you are someone who's like grown up in this America, someone who is a minority, then this is just history. This is just what happens. Um, and it's not always publicized. You know, yeah. I mean, when you think about why like Colin Kaepernick is kneeling, right? It's, he's kneeling for people who are being killed by the police. Right. People have always been killed by the police, but it just takes a few like media driven stories to get it out there. Um, but that's always been something that's happened. It's always been in the history, always been in the bloodlines of America is this inequality of uh, equality. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point because to say our Lord's name, Joe Rogan, once again, uh, I was listening (laughs) to his uh, recent uh, interview with uh, Billy Corgan from the um, uh, Smashing Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. And uh, Billy, was he was originally from the Chicago area growing up and he talked about you know, the violence that happens in Chicago just at an exorbitant rates. He said, uh, the only good thing about this now is that it's starting to spill over into more affluent areas, so people mm-hmm. are going to start caring about it now. Wow. Well, yeah. so I, oh, I yeah. wish I was like, ah, that's, uh, oh, that's, that's, right. that's probably pretty true. Yeah. Because a lot of that stuff happens in areas that people don't give a shit about. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, why? <clears throat> what, what, what do we care? There's no. no there's no room for gentrification. Exactly. <laughs> there's no room for anything like that. So like, nah, whatever. And he also said something interesting. He said he... Used to know a guy that was high level in the police force in Chicago, and they used to have this thing where they're like, "Hey, look, if you're going to kill each other, you guys got to do it over in this area, all right?" And there was just sort of this understanding, like, "Look, it's going to happen, so let's try to control it as much as possible." So they kind of set up these unofficial rules, like, "Look, you don't come this far, wherever on this block or whatever, you stay out of these areas because these are family areas. If you're going to fight, you fight over here." Just like they had all of the hookers on one particular bridge. People were like, dude, don't you know all the hookers are on the bridge? They're like, yeah, we put them all there so we can keep track of them so they don't get hurt. He's like, and once or twice a year, we might grab some people, put them in and have a talk with them. He goes, but we wanted them to be in one spot so we knew that they'd be okay. So it was kind of like this unofficial, like, yeah, this is where the hookers bridge is. You go there, do what you need to do. We know what happens. We'll turn our an eye here and there, but we're going to control it the best that we can. Well, that went away, and all of a sudden there was a power vacuum. And then all of a sudden, it was sort of like everything just kind of went the way that it went. And not only that, but he said nowadays, it's not just like, oh, this neighborhood here or this neighborhood there. It's like block by block, there's different levels of basically turf. 
where you go one block at this someone else's turf, you go to another block at someone else's turf. So the idea of like just stay on this side of the street, it's like no, you got to cross the street like Frogger mm-hmm. all the time because right. every block is something different. <clears throat> yeah, which was interesting. But I love the idea of like let's have some controlled chaos here. Like let's establish some boundaries and some rules to some degree, and we're like we'll try to coexist. We know the violence is going to continue. To think that we're going to eradicate it is stupid. So let's relegate it to some defined areas. I mean, I like the, the concept behind that kind of, but like in practice, is that I mean? Because because there are those Joker type people who yeah. just want yeah. who they thrive on chaos. They sure. just want they don't care about yeah. you put me over here. Well, no, I the whole reason I do this is to mess with this other group so yeah, I'm just exactly. gonna go right into the heart of what they do and I'm just gonna fucking fuck with their world you yeah, know I, like, the, I don't yeah. I don't know if you can ever make that work no it's a depressing sort of compromise oh it's a, <laughs> it is super yeah 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 it's it's tough I mean like let's put them all on an island called death island <laughs> <laughs> or, just or the south side whichever you know uh <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm from the South Side. I could say that, <laughs> but yeah, it's I. It's tough. I mean, like I had like my granddad was a detective for the CPD. My oh, uncle cool. was. Was he really? CPD. He was. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. So he I've was been really into detectives. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, he was on the Fred Hampton case actually, and it, I don't know who that is. Yeah, help help me out here. <gasps> I know. Where's Dom? Like the founder of the Black Panthers. Oh, oh Fred right. Hampton. Yeah. Oh, I thought um, you meant like you know the guy who started Hampton Inns. Oh no. Same thing, right? I don't. Same know. guy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But yeah, so he was he was, was on that Chuck case, Hampton. and it was it was crazy. Like he always tells stories. Well, he did always tell stories about it, and he was like, they when they raided his home, they he knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He was like, they knew they were going to raid it that night, and he chose not to go. And he was like, nope, I'm not going to be a part of this. And then every police officer that was a part of that after that like died a horrific death. Oh. Yeah, really. Yeah, like their deaths were like really gory and bloody and like crazy, like. Insane instances where you're like, why did this happen? So you know why it happened, Mr. Yeah. Ham- Mr. Hampton enacted some revenge. It would seem you would think. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but it, he was like, yeah, I chose not to go because I didn't want to be a part of that. And then you know, that's fascinating. Crazy things happen. Yeah, that's interesting. yeah, it's, it is crazy. But I mean, it, like back to your point, yeah. I, I think you can definitely. I think the chaos needs to be controlled by police who understand the neighborhoods they're in. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's. I think where we miss a lot of each other, we miss a lot of that connection. So you have police officers who are rookies, right? They send rookies to trigger happy rookies. That happens, you know, they send these rookies into these neighborhoods and they tell them to police. And it's hard for them to even understand what that means because they're fresh out of the academy. Right. And to me, policing is, I, you know, I have a gun in my holster for a reason, but it's not always to be used. Right. It should be one of those things where, I mean, again, I don't know. I, I hate to, <laughs> again, trying to understand the story and all this. I have no idea what they teach people at the police academy. But it seems like there's... Let me tell you. <laughs> cheetah can carry twice its body weight up a tree. Guys, there's a cheetah. That's, Get it before it gets up that tree because its strength day, is multiplied. That's day one. <laughs> I also say how many meese can fit in a whale's vagina. They also cover that as well. Meese. Tommy me that the other day. Wait, what? is that the plural for moose? I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. I thought that was a plural for mo- mouse. Uh, no. No? No. I think no. Goose? I'll tear you to pieces, you little meeses? No? There's goose and geese, right. moose and meese. 
Moose and Meese. <laughs> moose, moose and, and Meese. You sound like, like an Italian oh, dessert. Going out, to, uh, going out to eat tonight at Moose and Meese. Uh. I'll start with some pasta prima zool <laughs> and then I'm going to get some Moose and Meese for dessert. It's going to be great. We're known for our Moose and Meese. You're going to love it, sir. You're going to love it. It's fresh out the oven. It's great. It's just fucking mwah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's got the nice uh, chocolate mousse on it. The nice baked in Meese crust. You're going to love it. Right. <laughs> what? Moose and Meese. They serve it at Dickus. <laughs> That's totally a Ditka's thing. Uh, get him the moose and meese. It's the same character. It's yeah, just a little bit is. gruffer is what I just did. <laughs> uh, the moose and meese. Um, I don't know what they teach him at the academy. So I just, <clears throat> I feel like, again, this is a lot of just assumptions, but it seems like things escalate quickly <laughs> in most situations. And I, But on the same side, I have seen retired cops that used to work at the hotel that were perfect. They were so good at de-escalating situations because they understood... How to talk to people. That comes and with experience, though. That comes exactly. with experience Definitely. being in the being on the street and being in it. Yeah. I don't think you can teach that. Because a lot of that is understanding the person in the situation. Yeah. Because yeah. if you can read that situation, you understand that they're a human being. For starters, I think that's missing in a lot of these situations. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, look. I read this awesome article on Cracked about uh, it was a police officer over in the UK. And he was talking about his experiences over there, the stuff that he talked about. And I may have mentioned this on on uh, on cracked on uh, the podcast previously, but he told a story about how they got called to this guy's house, and this guy had a, a rough record. This guy was all about fighting cops or whatever. And when he showed up to the house, the guy was basically ready to rumble. He's like, "All right, you ready to do this?" And the guy was like, "Look, man, look, we got we got called here. Like, what do you want to do?" Like, and he talked to him like a human being. Mm-hmm. And was basically like, "Hey, look, we've got to take you down to the station." I'd rather not have to have any physical situations, so would you like to come with us? Like, he basically talked to him like a human being, and the guy was like, fine. And they took him down to the station, booked him on whatever minor charges there were. Like, a month later, they got called again. Some rough, aggressive cop was like, let's do this. The guy bit his finger off. Oh, Holy my shit. God. Like, that's an idea of understanding who it is you're dealing with and being able to connect with them. And I remember at one point in time he said there was guys over there and they were like, man, I wish we could carry guns like they do in America. And this old guy's like, what the fuck would you do with a gun? He goes, all you do is get yourself in trouble because, you know, they can't carry guns over there. And that's yeah. the idea of they de- they focus so much on de-escalating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The gun should be simply a a more of a uh, ideological deterrent. Yeah. You've got that, I don't want to see you pull it out, so I'm going to stop. Like, sure. that's right. It should never be... It sh- the first thing should not to be have to have to draw the weapon. Yeah, and obviously you you exactly. have to be able to protect yourself. I mean, again, it's covering all bases here. There's crazy people out there. Oh yeah. right. No, I, I'm not oh, saying yeah. never draw. It, I'm just saying that that should not be the first go to on like you know let's let's talk. I mean, again, you got to go back to you. I'm not a math guy. <laughs> Anyone who listens to the podcast knows that numbers and I don't get along. Yeah. To be truthful, they can go fuck themselves <laughs> unless they're in my bank account. Then I, they're very welcome. Um, but statistically, you look at statistics of the countries that don't have guns or that, that have banned guns or have put regulations on guns. It's hard to argue with statistics. I mean, yeah, I don't want to bring up Australia because I feel like that's everyone's go-to. But look at fucking Australia. Yeah. You know, there's not been any mass shootings since they did their their giant push on gun control in the early yeah. 90s. Like, in the late nineties, it, it yeah, it's hard to argue with statistics. It it's is, very true. You and know? it's you know, it's kind of like when we had my brother on here last time. You know, the the gun control stuff. It's a very nuanced debate. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it's it's it always and that's kind of the problem that comes with a lot of these situations is it gets it gets lines are drawn and it comes yeah. 
two sides. Right. And there's so much more. As, and, and as uncomfortable and as awful as all the stuff that's going on with all these horrible men in show business yeah. that are coming out with all this sort of stuff, it's not all men are bad or all men are good. There's some nuance to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And because that's the thing I'm saying, like, yeah, piece of shit, piece of shit, piece of shit. <laughs> but I'm also seeing, like, yep, here's another excuse or here's another example of all men who are pieces of garbage. And I'm like, you know, I'm a man. I'm not perfect. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. Um, but I don't want to be lumped in with all that sort of stuff. I don't want someone to come up to me and be like, oh, here's a guy. Someone get, you know, someone protect me because this guy is going to rape me. Like, I don't want that to be, you know, the, the, the sort of thing that pops up there. And it's like, you can't have a nuanced debate with that either. Because the second you're like, wait a minute, they're like, oh, so you're for rape? You're for masturbating in front of other people? I'm like, no. I'm just saying, like, can we discuss the whole thing? Because that's what it is now. It seems like there's this giant charge towards... Yeah. It's like for or against. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it just can't be... Because <laughs> Justin and I were kind of texting back and forth on some stuff over the weekend. I'm like, can we start that? Let's start with Louis C.K. stuff. Masturbating in front of people is bad. <laughs> can we all agree Unless on that? Yeah. Agreed upon. <laughs> Even then, I don't Even think then, you know. You it's pretty suspect. It's pretty suspect <laughs> because it's not sounds saying anyone's like, agreed on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Slowly like, yeah. turn. I can't just, believe you agree with this. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. I think if we let's, yeah, let's start, let's there. start with yeah, doing that. It, yeah, forcing someone into that situation. Not a good like, thing. Hey, can I jerk off in front of you? And they're like, Hey, you're a powerful person. I can't yeah. say no. Right. Okay. I think like, the balls, ironically, to ask that question <laughs> to somebody to say, Hey, do you mind if I just like, you know, look, do a quick drive-by jack? God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! That fucking phrase. A drive-by jack. Drive-by jack. <sighs> <sighs> On her office, in her on her office, while there's a dry erase board, and she writes down all the best phrases that she sees or hears. All the stupid shit. Oh I yeah, see or hear. like oh so, my god, I love this idea. First some off. of them include things like laptopses. That's laptops <laughs> with an, apo- an additional apostrophe s. It's like Mises. It's laptopses. Yes. Laptopses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Numerous attempts. Yep, numerous attempts. It's like, what do you? Pick one. Uh, there was, <laughs> what are you doing? What was Cahoon chicken? Oh, that's supposed yes. to be Cajun chicken? It's supposed to be Cajun, yeah. It's Cahoon. <laughs> Cahoon chicken. Uh, what was it? Wars of the state? It's supposed to be wards? <laughs> they call the wars of the These space? are real things that people uh, write, and oh you're like, are you God. serious? Dern rats. Dern <laughs> rats. Those dern rats. Those dern rats. I got to give you another one. Milos, who we've had on the podcast before, he's one of my... Good friends for since high school. He stood up at my wedding. Love the guy to death, but I will never let him live this down. He used to think it was instead of from the get go, he it was from the gecko. <laughs> Somewhere and a guy co executive's like, yes, it's, it's yes, it, is, it has worked straight from the gecko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going on the board. I, I shit you not, because when he said, he goes, you know, oh yeah, it was been that way since the gecko. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> now at the time. There may have been some certain substances that we were slightly inebriated on. And I was like, I probably misheard him. So I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, from the gecko. From the get-go. <laughs> from the what? From the gecko. 
from the get-go? <laughs> and it was this who's on first thing where we went back and forth for like two, three minutes. Oh my I was like, God. are you saying gecko like a lizard? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a phrase. I'm like, oh, Milos. Oh, no. I was no. like, pull up Google. <laughs> His world was shattered that night. Like, oh, How is this possible? Right? It's one of those things. He was so tied into it. Yeah, so from, from the, the gecko. Well, it's yeah. like one of those things. Because like, I asked him, I go, how does that make sense? I said, give me the logic from it. And he goes, you just... There's plenty when of phrases yeah. that don't make sense, and he, though. And he's and I'm like, yeah, but from the mouth of the gecko, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you said that, I would have gone, yeah, maybe I'm don't wrong. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Right. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You know right. what I mean? Like, there's plenty of shit that doesn't make sense. I just so. looked at him and go, does it make more sense to say basically from the lizard, or does it make more sense to say from the get go, from the beginning, from the word go? Oh, and he just oh geez. gosh, again, I, I, I witnessed a man's world fall apart in front of me, and it was brilliant. It's like you when you think you know the lyrics to a song, and then you're like, oh yeah, yeah. There was that. There was a stupid commercial a long time ago where it was like this guy was singing to. Uh, uh, pour some sugar on me, and he was like, "Pour some sugar, ramen." People are like, "Wait, what?" what? He's like, "Yeah, those are the words." They're like, "Those are not the words to <laughs> that song." Pour some sugar, ramen. Yeah, that's what he thought it was. Pour some sugar, ramen. There and they're you like, go. And they're like, "No, it's pour some sugar on me." He's like, "No, it's not." It was <laughs> like God. this whole just stupid ass commercial. I had I had that. one where I got it because I ousted Milo, so I had to oust myself. And I was mm-hmm. in high school when they were said, you know. Um, you, you'd hear like the, the fast talking at the end of an ad and it would say void where prohibited. Mm-hmm. I always thought it said void reprohibited. And I was like, what does reprohibited mean? <laughs> that's not and that so bad. I would try to use it in sentences and people would look at me like, that's not a word. Repro- I'd be like, no, 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 void reprohibited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a word. It's mine. I made it up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's void reprohibited. <laughs> but oh you're God. so close to getting it right. Just like gecko. I know. Get-go, get-go. Like, yeah. It's so close. But it's like, wait, you it's emphasize like, a, a little too much <laughs> on one of those consonants. Yeah. And it doesn't uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I was, I'm, I'm an idiot. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get to. Laptops is. Yeah, so... How get on this again? So, Drive-By Jack. Oh, yes, yes, Drive-By Jack. Jack. Uh, Go ahead and tell the story on how you came up with that. Well, I didn't come up with it. I'd have to give it up to my office mate, Denise, for coming up with this. Actually. um, But (laughs) we were away at a training, and we came back, and she was sitting at her desk, and she noticed this, like, white substance near her keyboard. She was like, I really... What is this? She's like, I'm pretty sure it's lotion, but I don't know. And I was like, oh, man. It's like somebody did a drive-by Joe. And she was like, nope, a drive-by Jack. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it came to be. But it was really, I mean, I then, of course, took it too far. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, the projection on that had to be insane. The angle at which you had to hit the desk. Well, because <laughs> it also makes it seem like I also get this vision of this this guy running around just going, just revving up. <laughs> And then he's yeah. like, here, bam. And they Basically, took off. Basically, like revving know? up around the corner. <laughs> He's just running around the office like, where is it? Stop. Nobody knows. It's just like, here. Duck, 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 goose. Oh, God. He just goosed. Or did he geese? I don't know. Damn it. Well, I think he geese. He geese if he did it more than once. Is that like uh, skeet? (laughs) Yeah. Gross. So yeah, what we, have we become? <laughs> so we can all are, we can all agree that jerking off in front of people. Yes, is if, bad. Actually, if we start there, that's a great place to start. I think. Yes. Yes. I think a lot of this, and kind of going back to some of those uh, crucial conversations, we agree on a lot of things. We just focus on the things we don't agree on. Yeah, like yeah. We, killing people bad. 
I don't think anyone's going to be like, I'm all for it. You right. Know? I'm sure certain – then it starts getting more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Is it like, well, what in situations can you defend yourself? What about the death penalty? You kind of go down those routes. But when it comes to like, you know, obviously like harming women or, you know, harassing people and stuff like that, I don't think there's many people that are like, yeah, I'm all I'm, – I, yeah. yes, yeah. thumbs up. I mean, you will find those that are for it. Those sure. You know. She asked for it, people. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Like, yeah. I just <laughs> – god damn it. Like, ugh. She asked yeah. for it. Yeah. Who well, maybe she, you shouldn't have been given those flirty eyes. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, maybe you should right. go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you, can, you shouldn't wear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> They're too revealing. It's okay. like, oh, God. Okay. All right. Really? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. It's a, it's a hall pass. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think. Well, those. Yeah. Never mind. I was gonna, those, <laughs> those, those. Yeah, I could. <laughs> they should be buried under the prison. I think yes. we'd agree. Those kinds yeah, of people yes. should be buried under yes. the prison, yes. to quote yes. Bill Burr. Yes. Um, but I think it's one of those things where if we can step back. And then work our way forward together, we'll realize we have a lot more in common than we don't. Because I think that's where things, because when, you know, to, to sort of like start at the end of that equation, where people are like, whoa, what? Like, uh, I've, I'd seen someone post something on Facebook recently that was kind of sassy about uh, Stranger Things, you know, talking about, um, it was something along the lines like, uh, fuck, I can't remember the point. Of, of it, but it was essentially like, hey, can someone tell, it was something, a joke about female empowerment or whatever, and she's like, by the way, no comments from men ever. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's divisive. Like, that's where you are in your sort of social sphere of, like, men are awful. I'm like, okay, well, um, how am I supposed to approach this? Because let's flip the tables. What if I were like, hey, what about all this? No comments from women ever. Too sexist. I'm a fucking demon. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a demon human being. Prepare for yeah. prepare for the comments. And then the, the re- rebuttal of that would be like, well, men have always been oppressive, therefore suck a dick. Maybe? I don't know if that's, that's, that's the official. <laughs> that's the, Whatever that's, you're feeling like, Jack. It's on, it's on the t-shirt. <laughs> so, but the point is just like, look, hey, I we're on the same side. Like, why, why, push, why push anyone away? You know, to I hate to use the word ally, but I feel like I'm an ally. I'm like, hey, I don't want those bad things to happen. But when you're like, hey, nothing from men ever. I don't ever want to hear it. I'm like, cool. Well, goodbye. Like, what are we? What are we going to talk about at this point in time? I think there's this new age, and uh, I'm going to say it. It's this really murky water. But I think there's like this new age feminist nowadays mm-hmm. where it is like no men ever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting because it's the complete opposite of what like feminism is. You know, it's like about equality, but about equality specifically for women. You know, it's not like I'm saying men are bad. It's just like black lives matter. I'm not saying your life doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying right now in this situation, this is what we're talking about. But we stretch so far on the spectrum that we do find ourselves at those ends of like, oh, no man ever. Yeah. You know, like, oh, fuck what that guy says. He doesn't know what he's talking about because yeah. he's a dude and because he's never experienced this. It's like, oh, you don't know that. You know, like we always kind of chalk sexual harassment up to being like just about women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it doesn't just happen to women. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. So like with Kevin Spacey, it's like, what about those boys? Right. Yeah. We're not talking about those boys. Yeah. We're talking about Kevin Spacey. Sure. But what about them? Yeah, like it's that's actually a really good point. It is. A, yeah. It's very interesting. No one wants to talk about it because it's like, oh, but it happens to women. 
It's like, yeah, it does, like, more often than not, but... Oh, absolutely. Again, look at this. Statistically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you absolutely, that that the heinous act favor it falls in the in the favor of happening more often to to women yeah mm-hmm. yeah but because there's unfortunately why? there's assholes out there they're like well men get raped too it's like okay but you're missing the point right that yeah. yes that does happen but more often than not it happens to women over yeah. men because that becomes true. like a trump card where they're like ah, well men get raped too yeah what now well i think to your point what you were saying is is uh <clears throat> there's there are groups on all sides, and you could even take this to the right wing, and there are it. There's there's the movements, there's the stereotypes of the movements, and then there are people that fit into the stereotypes of the movements. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who take it to that level, right? Because I always I always kind of think that like stereotypes are bred from something. So like you get that like everyone you talk about Republicans, everyone goes in that. Oh, you're gonna take my guns? Like that's yeah. that's the stereotypical. Mm-hmm. But there are those people like that. It's, that comes from something. That person is out there. He may be, there may be seven of them in the whole country, but those people are there. So yeah. you look at that, like it, it, the movement, uh, you know, to, to your point, like the alt, or what did you call it? The 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 alt feminist or the... The new feminist. Oh, the, the new, new feminist, yeah. yeah. So that that's like, that's what everyone stereotypes the feminists to be. But there are those that, some of those that fit into the category of, yeah, no, fuck all men. Like, yeah, like to yeah. your point, that Facebook post. Yeah, and it's... It's like there's no dialogue that can happen there, right? You and, know? Well, that's not what you, what you were saying. That's not what the the initial movement of a feminist was. It's right. just look, we just want equal rights too. You know, we don't want to take away from anyone. We just want them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like you said with Black Lives Matter. It's like look, we just want <laughs> when a black person gets killed by the cops, we want justice, right? Huh? Like yeah. we stop really sweep, stop sweeping it. under the rug yeah. and just let's yeah. Really, we pretty much agree on like, a lot of other what do you things. Need? Video, you have that. Right. <laughs> and yeah. still, what do you need? And still, <laughs> yeah. like, nope. It's like okay. Right. So you can see why people, you know, don't feel like there's justice. Like, yeah. it's and that's again. If we, I feel like if we can walk it back, let's start at zero and walk ourselves forward. We're going to realize that we align most of the way. Yeah. And it's like my brother said, he goes, a lot of people want the same things. We just argue on the way to get there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and, that's a good and point. And that's something. And also for me, it's it's what you talked about too, is there's no dialogue because you are equating an entire group or an entire gender of people to one characteristic, and then you're shutting it down. It's becoming the other, this mm-hmm. other tribe, this other thing that's faceless, non-human thing that's like, oh, here's this whole other group of people. But if you actually get to humanize that group, you start to realize, oh, okay, this is a human being, this is a person, and that's what I want to view this as on an individual basis. Right. Yeah, It's kind of like when you hear there's a shooting. People are like, oh, here we go again. It's X, Y, and Z. I'm like, no, this is an individual situation. Yeah. Let's look at it as such. Because people are like, well, they're going to say this, they're going to say that. I'm like, well, why don't we look at the evidence and see what actually happened before we jump to fucking conclusions? Yeah. Because each one of these things is a separate situation. So let's look at it as a separate situation and come to our conclusions based on that. Not, here's another this, here's another that. Okay, what happened in those situations? It's easy to be like, fuck, here we go again. Right. Yeah. But we can't do that. Yeah. Well, do you think, because you kind of opened this up by saying that sometimes you don't, and, and it, I may be misquoting you, but you, did you say sometimes you don't think it's possible to have a dialogue? Yes. Yeah. So like at... Do you, do you think there's a way over that or a way around that? Do you think there's a way to get to a point where you can have a dialogue? Or do you think there are some or let me let's let, let me qualify the statement. 
do you think in the moment there's no way to have a dialogue about some things and eventually you will? Or do you think there are some things that just are forever shut down to dialogue? I think that's a really great question. Um, I, I do think there are going to be some instances where you can get over the hump. Um, but it really depends on who you're talking with. I think you guys both have to like stop pulling at each other mm-hmm. and then sort of come to a consensus like okay this is how I feel this is how you feel great let's talk about it um, in some cases you can't really come to that conclusion and I think that's okay too you know that's the great thing about America or whatever that means we talked about that <laughs> a little bit we'll come back to that but uh, yeah I think that's the great thing is that you you can disagree but it's in the way we disagree, I think, that will change that dialogue to make it make us be able to get over that hump. Right. You know, if we are able to disagree in a cordial way, then I'm more likely and more open and willing to listen than if we disagree in a violent manner. And I, right now we're disagreeing in violent manners. Um, and that doesn't make us get over the hump. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, it's like when I think about conversations I've had with people where we don't agree or I know we're not going to agree it's okay a because I respect that person's opinion and I know they respect mine but also um I think that there's something to be said about like just being educated about the other side too right if you don't educate yourself about the other side then whatever I'm saying doesn't sound like truth right um so I think we need to find a way over that hump too like not only like reading the full news not jumping to conclusions like you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier um actually having facts mm-hmm. as opposed to assumptions that's been or the interpretations hard, yeah that's been the hardest part for me i think with with the trump presidency uh is is opening myself up like i, I immediately shut down so hard and went, you know, well, fuck, great. Here comes the Facebook, dear friends. Like, what do you say? <laughs> nope, you're out. I'm blocking you. Fuck you. I'm out. like, and I, after doing the podcast for for a while after that, I, I kind of came to the realization. I'm like, that is such. I'm putting myself in this vacuum where, even though on a very primal level, I disagree with everything that's happening right now. If I don't listen to some of the people who are actually speaking, mm-hmm. I, I'll never, we'll never, we can never bridge the gap. So right. I've been trying to slowly, again, I don't agree with any of it, but I've been trying to slowly hear what the other side is saying. It's really hard because the loudest, hard. the loudest voices are always the most extreme voices. Yeah. yeah, And that makes it so much harder to actually have the conversation. I found a handful of people who have been Trump supporters, who I've had, who I've been able to have a conversation with and go, Again, like and we usually started off with, look, I'm not, you're not going to sway me, but I'm curious, and that, and then from there, that is a key curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. Yeah. yeah, I think a genuine curiosity is going to carry you because if you genuinely are curious about what the other side has to say, yeah, that's a start. Yeah, because yes. there's a willingness there yeah. to understand it, and I'm with you there too. Is like I <laughs> said it countless times before. I I have a curiosity about how people think, why people think that way. Said it before, but when that kid and I think it was I can't remember where he was, but oh, he, it was in California. It was in California. This he wrote kid, that manifesto. He wrote this like ten thousand word manifesto before he went on a shooting spree. Oh, killed his he killed his his girlfriend and he didn't have a, he didn't have a girlfriend. So oh, it was the girl that that slighted him, right? It was yeah, the girl he that killed he killed his roommates, yeah. and then this guy just felt. I thought by reading his manifesto, I would get an insight into him, and it just made me furious. Like I wish I could go back in time and put him in a in a chokehold. 
and beat Doug, the honestly, shit out of you them. spent three days I getting did. through that. It was three. This is on our previous job when we worked together. Time and well spent. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of get an idea of what the job oh was God. like. It we was had a lot so of so self-serving and obnoxious. But and Doug, I was just Doug like, would read like he'd read like three. Pa- it was like what? Like was it eight pages? Or it something? was a lot. It, it was, was a long. So he would read a chunk of it and he would kind of close the browser and he'd turn around and just like. I read all I can today. <laughs> He's like, I'll pick this up tomorrow. God. And yeah. he, it took him three days to get through it. And yeah. It was. And by the end, I was like, did you did you get insight? And he's like, I'm just more nope. angry. I'm just, yeah. Made me angrier at it. But, but I had a genuine curiosity because like, I wanted to know what drives someone to do this. And I guess what I did get out of it is this person had some sense of entitlement about sex and some sort of idea of what he was supposed to be experiencing that other people were experiencing and he wasn't. And he took everything so personally, everything he took so personally, and he had a hard time just like he was, I guarantee you what was going through his mind and how it looked like his perspective versus real life, he probably looked like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Or just a a social introvert, but he would think that people were ignoring him or sliding him in every sense. People, I mean women, because he thought that at his age she should be having sex and just whatever, like he got ignored all the time and it was a pity party for himself and... It got to the point where he got so aggressive when he saw other people having, you know, relationships like holding hands or stuff like he would physically lash out and throw his coffee at them and like it truly like turned into some summer sort of psychosis where he eventually was like, That's it, uh, I'm gonna kill as many people as I can. He put out some creepy Facebook or uh, YouTube video basically saying he what he was gonna do and it was really upsetting, but I understand like the thing I did appreciate from it was like this person had an idea of how things were supposed to be going and it didn't go his way and he struggled to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, fuck this guy, you know. But again, it, that's the hardest part is because, and I think you talked about it too, Charity, people are shouting at each other and it's personal. Yeah. If you can set that aside and you can create that safe space where you can talk, where people can speak their minds, because I think right now people are afraid to talk because. You say the wrong thing, you're an outcast. Yeah. Like immediately that. vilified. You could lose your job. Yeah. You could oh lose my God, yeah. anything because people will just go through and try to find something or anything about you. And that's what I'm afraid of is the witch hunt. Yeah. I, I think like spe- like kind of speaking to what you're saying, what you're saying about like being sensitive. Like my dad always says everybody's too sensitive nowadays. And I do agree with him. It's like you can't say anything to anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. You almost can't have an opinion about something out loud Mm -hmm. like you can't express yourself because someone's going to get offended and then because you offended them now you're a jackass yeah it's like but this is my opinion I'm not saying they have to agree with me I'm just saying this is how I feel and when you talk about like jobs who you know review people's Facebooks or Twitter before they hire them it's like in someone maybe who supports Trump and maybe this is a liberal place like Mm -hmm. you don't know why they support Trump yeah you don't know what their feelings are on anything really like you're just kind of grouping them in this category yeah. of, oh, you're a Trump supporter, so you must believe this. It's like, not always. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with people who were Hillary supporters. It's like, oh, you must believe this. It's like, not always. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think um, Denise put it well the other day. She said, like, we had two candidates that were... <laughs> Kind of shit, you yeah. know? <laughs> a douche and a turd sandwich. Yes. It's a cool exactly. South Park, yeah. So, I mean... Again, two camps, one or the yeah, other. Yeah, one or the other. Right. So it just automatically pits people against each other. You're either with this or you're with that. And it's like, look, man, if I have to choose one of these giant turds, okay. 
but that doesn't necessarily mean. Let me ask this: Why is why why do you appear weak if you're in the middle? Why is it that people who are moderate are considered fence sitters? Why are they? Side, why God. are they the weak ones? <clears throat> yeah, it's because you got you got to pick a side. Pick a side. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Like for you, or against. Right. It can't. He can't be moderate. He can't be like. I feel like that's the strongest. That's like the best Jedi. The one that's not light. The, the gray, one that's the gray not, Jedi. The gray Jedi. They we, are we right in the middle. This. I yeah. read the Credo. You want I me know. to bring it back up? I'll read no. the goddamn Credo. Not again. again. <laughs> not again. But the someone who's in between light and dark. It's just because absolutes. Sith deal in absolutes. You know, like, like it's a just Muggleborn and a, and a wizard, right? You know? What do they you get do? together? They make they whatever make babies, they, make. <laughs> they make magic. They make magic. <laughs> they make Hermione Granger. Yes. You know, it's 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 just I I hate the idea of that, and I love this Onion article I saw today. It says, "Man who decides to uh, basically said the man who backpedals on his former belief considered weak." <laughs> You know, absolutely. Basically, yeah. a guy you can't who changed change mind, yeah. guy who changed his mind, is finally considered yeah. weak. And it was like, no, what's wrong with? I had some stupid ideas back in the day, and I'm like, yeah, that was really dumb. Yeah, you well, because here's the ultimate catch twenty two hypocrisy: is that when, so let's say, let I'm liberal. Let's say a, guy, a conservative guy talks to me and he sways me, but so I'm wrong for being liberal. He sways me, but now I'm wrong for being a flip flop. Yeah. yeah, like there's it's literally a lose lose situation. It's like yeah. you can't sit with us anywhere. Right, ever. exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're mm-hmm. gonna sit alone and have your lunch in the toilet. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, and I think that's the frustrating thing for me because, like you both have touched on, the extremes are so loud, and I'm getting to the point where sometimes I'm like, this is exhausting. Like, and I yeah. was usually it starts toning down a little bit after an election year. No. We're a year in, and I'm like. It's, it's only getting worse. worse. Yeah. Well, I don't think this is. I think this is a. Well, because this is unprecedented. One would say. Whoa! Oh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Political puns. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, no, I think what it is is because we came from two extremes. Like we came from our first black president, mm-hmm. and we came from eight years of liberal, liberal, like extreme change and growth. Cause we, that prior to that, we came from eight years. Uh, so it's been this and prior to that eight more years. So like, it's been these long stretches of one side versus the other side. And with Obama, it was such an extreme because it was the first black president. And so now you come out of eight years of that and the other side is just fucking ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so it is even more like now our time. And then when we get done with, with however long this is going to be, the liberals will be even more our time again. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's only getting more, the pendulum swinging further and further side to side. Could a moderate even run and be successful at this point in time? I think uh. it needs to hit a breaking. I think there will be a critical mass point. I don't know what that will look like, but I think there will be a point where we hit a critical mass and, Either A, sanity prevails, or B, everything falls apart, and we have yeah. our own version of an Arab Spring. Like it's it's going to be the American Spring or whatever. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I, we're going to tear ourselves apart. Yes, yeah. um, I think that I, I do. I 100% agree with you. Um, I feel like the next time that we, I feel like the next time we go to war will be maybe when a moderate will be able to run. And the reason I say that is because whatever war we fight next will be catastrophic to America yeah. and that's either overseas so you're guaranteeing that there's going to be a war that's happened that's going to happen you know, I'm no witch what do you 
what do you know? <laughs> but I mean, I just I think it's either going to be like overseas where now you have people who like liberals and conservatives who are all of a sudden like, oh, now I have to ship my son off for this. Wait a minute. Well, I didn't sign up for this. Like what? Um, or it's going to be here and it's going to be another civil war in America. And it may not look the same, but it's going to feel the same. And that's when this moderate can come in and say, all right, you're not winning. You're not winning. Uh, we need to come to a middle ground here because neither side can prevail. Yeah, I just... I, it's, it's a terrifying it's kind of like, It is. It's yeah. kind of like the whole uh, you know Cold War and stuff, the idea of nuclear you know stuff. Like, no one wins if someone sets off a nuke. Right. Yes. That's a lose-lose situation. So yeah. how do we prevent it? So it's like arms race. You know, if I have more, it'll be a nuclear deterrent or this yeah. or that. And all it does is just escalate. Right. Because, again, it's... It, in a very base way, it's like, if you show any sort of compromise, it's weakness. Mm-hmm. Because in our monkey brains, it's like the loudest person, either they're right or they're wrong, the loudest one will get people behind them because they're like, cool, this person's dominant. They seem like they know what they're doing. We're going to follow them. Even if someone else is like, hey, this is a shitty idea. Like, fuck you, Frank. Steve's got this. Right. Mm-hmm. Steve's like, oh, God, guys, we're going to do this. Like, it's like, cool, we got to follow Steve. All right. Steve knows he's he's confident. He knows what he's doing. So I, I that is what's frustrating for me because I very much uh, logic is 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 my best friend. I would say it it owns me most of the time. And Prackle Doug comes out more of a that's more on the C, C side of disc CS. assessment. But I do have some C tendencies, and I think that's where <laughs> that comes in. Is just logic is so important, and if you follow this stuff out to its logical conclusion, it's a lose-lose situation, yeah. because no one no one wants this stuff to happen. No one wants another civil war. No. That's not going to benefit anyone. Like, some people feel like there needs to be a revolution. We've got to have a revolution, because our group needs to be... Right. You know, mm-hmm. White power needs to be what? White power what? What are you talking yeah. about? You know, we need to have our voice. What? What? Well, and again, you follow, like, follow it through to logical conclusion and go... Do you really think this is going to go well for you, yeah. or or anyone for that matter? Yeah, like yeah, a race war. Who wins? Nobody. No right. Nobody wins. But, the, but then you go. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. Oh, you're well, the guest. No, I was just saying, like, that's a that's a good point. But I mean, we've seen it in Charlottesville, right? Yeah. I mean that, and that's what I mean. It's like it won't it won't be the same, but it'll feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about that. You said your dad said it felt a lot like yeah uh, the civil rights movement again. Yes. Like that whole thing felt like that. Where you're just like, how is this happening in America right now? Like, is this like really happening in 2017? Dudes, white dudes with fucking tiki torches are marching around pussies. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. <laughs> are marching around a goddamn civil war monument. Like, what the fuck is happening? And again, to your point, this has always been there. Always. It's, it's just not something we've necessarily seen in the spotlight, yeah. but it's always been there. I mean, these guys weren't alive for the civil rights movement, but their parents were. Yeah. Right? You know, so you pass they that it down. From yeah, you learn it from somewhere. And right. you just have to learn to be moderate, I think. Um, you have to learn not to pick a side. I think that's the thing too, because hate is not inherent. Mm-mm. Like that's that's another thing I think you got. Everyone needs to kind of fucking understand is that hate is not inherent. You learn it. It's a learned trait. You learn from someone to hate someone else. You don't just grow up like put any two kids together of any color, any race, any sex, and I mean unless obviously there's just something. You know, you put two dogs together, they don't like each other all the time. But sure. nine times out of ten, you put two kids together, they're just going to fucking play. Yeah. It's not inherent to hate someone else. And so 
that is the I think that's the fucking root of it is that you just even if you don't if you disagree teaching this fucking hatred teaching like that's this person is bad <clears throat> like fundamentally bad or flawed because they don't believe what you believe that's the core of fucking everything that's the core of all these fucking problems yeah, yeah and to your point i think it's it's even more about like not teaching it but more about like educating when you see it so even if as a parent you don't necessarily need to teach your kids like i th- i think the important conversation to have about rape it's not with uh your daughter it's with your son yeah. yeah the important conversation to have about race is not with someone black it's with someone white yes. yeah you know and that's where we that's where we need to have these conversations where we create that moderate place where we get rid of that hatred because if some kid goes into their room closes their door and watches fox news all night well lord knows what they're ner- learning you know what i mean and right. if you don't have a parent out to like mitigate that then you're going to learn to hate someone well not only that but there's defining moments where as a parent it may not be fun to have the conversations but i've kind of harped on this in the past i've been around a lot of people or seen a lot of internet comments where people are like this thing happened what am i supposed to tell my kids and i'm like well fucking parent your job is to explain the situation to your kids. Yeah. Uh, one of them, a uh, common thing uh, was when I was working at the hotel, this guy was driving around uh, this van uh, that had a, a lot of pictures of aborted aborted fetuses. It was very graphic, and he was you know, basically like trying to talk about how abortion being bad. And this valet guy that was working there was like, he was so upset by it. He goes, dude, what's, what's this guy doing? He's like, what if my niece was here? Like, what would I say to her? And I'm like, uh, you could explain mm-hmm. that this guy should feel strongly about something. He's trying to make a point. You can probably, just depending on how old they are, give them a brief high-level overview of what this guy's talking about and that he's expressing his beliefs. Like, shielding them from that, how does that help them? Absolutely. Do I want my child to look at pictures of aborted fetuses? No. Like, do I want her to be able to watch How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I want her to enjoy that innocence as long as possible. But also, if something happens, that's a crucial moment for you to, to take it, control of that moment and be like, this is what's happening. Right. Yeah. Like the whole Janet Jackson boobing on TV. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I supposed to tell my kids? Uh, that's a woman's nipple. Yes. Um, it's anatomy. It's, right. It's, it's, why are we freaking out about this? It's a, it's, it's a boob. Like, why, what, like, what am I supposed to tell my kids? Look, they have the internet. They know. Right. All right. <laughs> right. Relax. I didn't have the internet and I knew. Okay. We all know. Right. Like, it's, it's just, that's the sort of stuff where I'm like, shielding them from that sort of stuff i get it to a degree but at some point that's a moment like when these stories come out about mm-hmm. name a person that's been killed you know name a black person that's been killed by yeah. a police right or nfl players kneeling why are people upset well let me explain to you both sides of this right x y <laughs> these are what people are thinking and i want to train i want my daughter to be able to look at both sides yeah yeah because it's like with the um like the poem I read at the talent show, it's like, it's not like these conversations are conversations I have to have with my nieces and nephews. You know, I have to talk about this with them because someone else will, or they'll just experience it and not understand it. It's like, I need you to understand what's going on, but I also need you to understand that there is no, there, you can't be biased in the situation, Mm -hmm. you know, like, let's present some facts. This is what it is. This is how it is at times. And you have to just deal with that. But I mean, there aren't enough conversations with the other party. Yeah. We know with the other parties involved. I mean, even with, you know, people who have sons, it's like we don't ever talk to boys about 
sex. Or when we do talk to boys about sex, we just say, ah, here's some condoms. Go ahead and do it. You know, we don't actually talk about being safe. Sure. Or what consent is. We just say, oh, you're a guy. You know. Did you, Justin, did you ever get to talk about what consent is? No. I mean, I I never, I mean, I, I praise my parents for teaching me to be as good of a human being as I can be. Um, but no one ever like sat down and was like, Doug, this is consent. I mean, I was told no means no right, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But I never got like a formal talk. I of, never had a direct explicit conversation about like, here's here's situations you might encounter. Here's this. Here's the, like and it was never a full a full conversation about it. It was never yeah. taught to me. Yeah. And I absolutely lived in the environment of like dudes having sex, high five, women having sex. Ooh, she's a slut. Yeah. Like definitely had that double standard. Rural Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna get you. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely that yeah. thing that existed in that, in that sort of stuff. And, and so like you're a hundred percent correct. Like it comes with sitting down a boy and being like, Hey, this is what, is expected. <laughs> and that's that's my motto for raising Natalie is be a good human. Yeah. Just like we teach at yeah. our company is yeah. be a good human. Like right. and what is what does that mean? I feel like if you come back to that as your core of being a good human, it's gonna guide you oh, yeah. correctly through a lot of things. I would have to like agree. if you're gonna be a good human, that's what that is. Yeah. Um real quick before we I think I know where we're headed. You have no idea where we're headed. I know exactly where we're headed. <laughs> I want to ask a question that we asked the other day at work, which is when someone says, um let me ask it, what does it mean to be American? That's a loaded question. Because so many times people are like, you know, currently or like traditionally. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's 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 yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be an American? I mean, the ideological. What does it mean to be an American? Is that you oh, have free. freedom and you have opportunity and you have, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's this glorious fireworks and hot dogs. Pleasantville. And, yeah, it's Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah. Because what does it mean to me to be it? I mean, I, I you know, I catch flack for this if I'm going to catch flack for it, but I would say most of the time for me, it means being ashamed right now. Oh, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of saying, yeah, I'm an American. Like I don't, it doesn't feel good to say that right now. It's just because we're so divided as a country. And again, I understand we, we've always been divided, but like just the way, the way that things are currently going, like, you know, during the Obama administration, I felt a little bit better about saying, yeah, I'm from America. But, or, sorry, I'm from the United States. Apparently, I just learned this. When you say you're from America and you're overseas, they're just like, you're an asshole. You're obviously, you're obviously from the U.S. Because America is a whole fucking widespread thing. Are you Canadian? Are you U.S.? Are you Mexican? Are you Southern? Like, where are you from, asshole? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're American. Great. Yeah. North America, South America. Spitting his food. So what 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 I say, I'm from the United States. Um, yeah, currently I'm not, I, I'm doesn't throw me to say it. So that's, yeah. What it means to me is right now kind of a little bit of shame. Yeah. Well, cause it's one of those things where, you know, I was reading comments and stuff about something and they're like, oh, you know, you know, we should do this because you know, that's what it means to be like, cause America, we're American. This is what it means. I'm like, how can you define <laughs> what that means when right. we're a bunch of ragtag people who came over Invaded essentially, yeah. spread our disease across a great nation of Native Americans, <laughs> killed them with whatever we had, and then took over what we had, and then be like, "Yeah, this is American." I'm like, "What?" Then we basically were traitors. These are our yeah. foundation principles. Yeah, we basically rebelled against uh, our, our former country and created our own nation. And like to say we're American, like there's a lot of 
you know, you t- it was a dark history, like there's you said. Some, there's some baggage that come to it. Yeah. Yeah. A bit, a and, bit. and so, you know, the idea of freedom, I think, is a good thing. But also that word feels tainted to me because... I don't um, feel like you truly the again the ideological what it was founded on that that sense of freedom I don't th- I don't think that is anywhere near in, in existence anymore no. it, it's, well, if, think, it, if it yeah. ever had existed you know yeah. like I mean it does exist I mean if you think about it like, I know I know what you're yeah time wise we're doing better than we have as a human race ever yeah. in history things are better than we than they have been in the past however things are still pretty shitty. Like, especially for certain groups of people who are treated like garbage. So, but that being said, like, when I think of, like, when people try to be like, yeah, this is American. This is the American way. You hear my voice? American. American. It, just, it comes out that way. Stereotypical voice. When, yeah. I, when I hear people that are super, like, I love America. Or they have flag as their icon on they Twitter or Facebook. Feel, they truly or feel the patriotism. I get so disgusted. Or they wear the flag. And I just like, I push myself away. I'm like, we don't need to talk. Because I, I'm i thrilled to be here in my country doing what I'm doing. But I don't love America like I love that. I'm not like, wear the flag! Wear it proud! If I'm competing in the Olympics, go USA! Sure. That's cool. Like, I, I just, but the, the ultra nationalist stuff, I will never understand it. Never have, never will. When I've read about in the past, like ultimately what led to World War One and beyond that stuff, I'm like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get the idea of xenophobia. And I don't get the idea of like, we are this country and there's nothing else. And this is, we got to be true to who we are. The only time where I, I could kind of see, where I could kind of see that kind of coming through. Um, is is like World War Two, like when you're when you're fighting something as big something as else. what they were, yeah. like when you're it's, it's a literally a world power where if you don't defeat this, everyone's life fucking changes, yeah, and that's, that's so that I can see like yes, we are behind our country, let's fucking get this done. Like thinking about the nationalism that came with after nine eleven, you know everybody was American then, you know it was like yeah, but because, I didn't like the way that was used. Well, yeah, obviously, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like that. Like when I think about where we were as a country, and I was, what was I, 11? You know, I was pretty young. Um, but I will just never forget feeling like, oh, nice some job, sort of Charity. unity. Never forget, never you know, forget, good never. job. Oh, <laughs> I'm just dropping them in today. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, it's like there's some sort of unifying effort. And then mm. it was like, oh, it tapered off really quickly. Uh-huh. You know, it was like all for this. And then when we realized what was going on, I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I, I, I think what happened was uh, Vietnam ruined it for everything moving forward because there was this genuine trust in government and everything like that. People were yeah. like, there, there was a little bit like, are we doing the right thing? But people generally trusted their government until Watergate, until Vietnam, until all this stuff <laughs> happened. Unravel. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people were like, fuck you, why are we going to war? Like All of a sudden yeah. there's this giant thing like, I don't feel like... The yeah. government is as trustworthy as I remember it being. Now, yeah. obviously, there was some distrust and stuff prior to this. I'm sure historians would be like, you're a dummy. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it's one of those things where I feel like that was a critical thing in our recent history that makes us be like, mm. like 9-11 is awful. Terrible tragedy. And for a moment, we were united. I think everyone, Just again, that was a zero point moment where we're like, yeah. this is a bad thing. and We should stop the people who did this. But then... We leapt forward 10 steps, and all of a sudden we were at 10, and we're like, wait, what about 0 to, to 10? And nah, we were just there. Like, no, 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 it's these guys. Trust us. And it's like, wait, what? And then right. it, that's where it got out of hand, and some people believed, some people didn't, and then we mm-hmm. started splintering off yeah. from there. And it was a very 
upsetting moment. But it was like he had the same surge of like people who wanted to go fight, people who wanted to go to war to defend the country. And I don't know if what what that surge looks like if we do in fact go have another like are in another war, find ourselves yeah. in another war. Like I don't know what that surge of people looks like. Yeah. You know who are point. they? Yeah. Who who's going to who's going to step who's up? Stepping yeah. up. Yeah. At this point in time, who knows and you know, is it North Korea? Like you said, is it ourselves? Yeah. Because man, if if there's a a war like it used to be, and again, I don't. Again, I think it's wise to think it's not going to be North versus South. Mm-mm. It's going to be something like we've never seen, but it will be something. It's just going to be know. this garbled mess of like, <laughs> just every, it's it it's yeah. going to be this. It's going to look like a cyclone. It's just going to be this swirl of just yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, and honestly, very realistic. Very realistic. Extremely I mean, realistic. Because everyone is so far yeah. on their sides of the spectrum that it is realistic to think that we would find ourselves back there you know how far are we away from another charlottesville probably yeah. a week you know? i mean i mean at this point in time yeah 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 who knows we are running out of time so yeah. before we we go to uh one of my favorite parts of the podcast mm-hmm. uh i do want to bring you had brought up uh the poetry that uh, that you had read um it, consider poetry spoken word what do you kind of consider consider it and yourself I would consider it spoken word. Spoken word? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, so at the talent show for the company that you guys work at, uh, I was recording it and you guys had this the company-wide talent show. Um, I was videoing it for you guys. And uh, first and foremost, you guys have a shocking amount of talent at your company. There were some really- <laughs> That's pretty cool. Really some cool people gems there. Yeah. In there. Yeah. <laughs> some not and some hidden gems. Yes. Oof. One in particular. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Clutches mic. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, no, but you you had done some spoken word that uh, I'm going to make you feel super uncomfortable right now. Oh. When I was editing it and syncing the audio and, and, and doing some very light editing on it, um, I at, at the time, I held it together because I was like, I'm in a crowd full of people I don't know. But at home when I was editing it, every time I went through your portion, I, t- I cried. Oh gosh. You you're amazing, first off. So thank you. Thank you for just doing what you do. It was awesome. I one hundred percent agree with yeah. that. I was so happy to be on the side. I was like tearing up. I felt like I'm like, I'm so proud. It's like that's like my my sister up there is like killing <laughs> yeah, it right no, now. For real. Like, like I was just so proud and like so moved. It was it was incredible. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, you I just you're amazing. So just know that. <laughs> yeah. Take take that for whatever that's video worth. of this. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> I when I'm feeling down, I just go home and just like <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> She's so good. Uh yeah, so there's that. Um you feel free to say no. Do you have anything in the chamber that you would uh that you would feel like honoring us with right now? Oh. I actually kind of came prepared a little say bit. No. Oh uh, shit. Yes. Let's I told her, I was like, I'm going to ask her. I hope she doesn't get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me a second to bring it up. So if That's you guys want Not a problem, yeah. I'll lobby back and forth. You can hey, do Doug. Justin. Guess what I saw last weekend? Pepperoni nipples. Yep. You had your shirt off. I did. Gross. I was outside sweeping like usual, and you were just peering down at me from, your, from your rooftop, taking pictures, sending them over to me, and being like, hey, Doug, I see you. Is it them pepperoni nips? Mm-hmm. So I saw Chris and Matt's show. Yes. It was fucking amazing. Yes. yes. You said it was fantastic. Absolutely go see it. Their first one was great. Mm-hmm. And I know Chris and Matt probably think I'm blowing smoke up their ass when I, when I say this, but their first one was great. This one blew that first one out of the water. That's fantastic. It was so fun. I was belly laughing the whole time. So uh, where can they find this? Uh, it's playing at the Second City 
every Saturday in November, 7 p.m. at the DeMott Theater. Tickets are $13. If you put in the uh, the promo code SQUEEP, S-Q-U-E-E-P, you can get $3 off and tickets are $10. That's right. So check it out every Saturday in November, the Chris and Matt Show Holiday Extravaganza. And they, I think, I don't want to be premature on this, but I think there may be another show Ooh. after that one. I'm just putting it out there. It's a maybe. We might be breaking the exclusive. You heard it first. Not saying. I'm just saying. Chris and Matt like. Season 3 coming to you live in the spring. Like exclusive. Okay, so I found it. Yes. Um, it's actually the one I performed at the talent show. Oh, also, if you don't shit. mind. Yeah, yes, um, I don't mind. Oh, okay. Can you promise that both of you won't judge me if I start crying? I was going to be no. like, I hope I don't cry. Should I hope I don't cry? <laughs> the talent show's like, oh, God, pull this together, Charity. You are on stage. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to run through the whole thing. Cool. That's fine. Awesome. Do it. That's yeah. cool. Let's do it. Okay, let's get this going. All right. I have three nieces and a nephew, all wide-eyed and rambunctious, signature gaps between their million-dollar smiles. They think I am a superhero, that I have superpowers. I am the human five-six tower. Leap upon my back, and we will carry each other to far ends of galaxies. We will jump from couch to couch, avoiding the lava floors at Grandma's house. I cannot throw them high enough. We cannot laugh hard enough. They are sized like little Matryoshka dolls. One after the other, after the other, after the other. They believe I have superpowers, but not actual superpowers. The only time I can bend is bedtime or bath time or how many times we can have ice cream in one night or the number of times we can use the old radio flyer to take flight. But if I could bend time, I would keep them like this forever, sticky and small, full of wonder, capes billowing in the afternoon wind, I would keep them hoisted on my shoulders, bellies full of laughter to keep us full. Auntie would always protect them. Always wrap colorful band-aids around crimson bruises on russet skin, so that selfishly I would never have to answer the hard questions I know are coming. Some questions that have already come. So I don't have to explain why your blackness is beautiful, that you should love your melanin as much as you're crucified for it. So I don't have to explain in three and a half minutes what happened to Jordan Davis. So I don't have to explain why Freddie Gray was taken for such a rough ride, why Sandra Bland was last seen curbside, why Fidalo Castile was killed on Facebook Live, why Trayvon, why Mike Brown, why Tamir, why? So I don't have to explain why you are more than just magic why your curiosity is not criminal. So I don't have to explain why I've already had cut conversations with my nephew about being a black boy in America, he's five. Why I have to explain why I can't buy him a Nerf gun or a water gun or a Star-Lord blaster or a Stormtrooper blaster that his fun has been robbed from him. Why I have to explain pay rates to my niece, she's 10, who asked me the other day why men and women don't make equal pay, so forgive me if I wanna stay here, here. In our secret world, bedtime stories told in La La Land are always eclipsed by moonlight. Here you will learn the power in your joy. Here when we put on our capes, you will learn that they are not bulletproof, that your crown is much heavier if your head isn't on straight, that there is power in knowledge of self. Here where pillow forts are built like castles, we will build a world that you can stand in, that you have space in, that you can be unapologetically you in, and we will unite to fight the good fight. Sugar in every meal, popsicles for breakfast, ice cream for lunch, scooter rides at dusk, jump on grandpa's back at dawn, no peas in or touching food ever, please. 
little fists of fury bursting with cake, so let's stay here. Because you and I both know little fists that will one day clutch a steering wheel too long in absolute terror at a routine stop. Little fists that once drew hopscotch with chalk hope not to become chalk lines on city blocks. Little fists that will hopefully never raise in solidarity like mine have. Like my parents have. Like my grandparents have. Little fists that will never brace the body to kneel. Little fists that will only use hands for what they are meant for. To hold. To get sticky to power pose in living rooms. So until they find me, until my invisibility wears off, I will keep up this ruse because they believe I am a superhero, that I have superpowers. And together we fight crime against cheap tooth fairies, sandcastle samurais, sad mall Santas, eagerly enthusiastic Easter bunnies, mud pie slinging sheriffs because when they ask me, I am always, always ready to put on my cape. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Wow. That was just as amazing the second time around. Thank you. Those were high fives. Damn it, yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking amazing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So, hey, future guests, uh, the bar has been raised. Yeah. Good luck to that. I'd like to announce this is our final fun gap episode because we ain't going to top it. We're so not going to get much that. better than that. My <laughs> goodness. Oh, boy. Um, wow. There's part of me that doesn't even want to go into a throwdown after that. Uh, but, but we're going to fucking do it. But I feel like you're going to enjoy do this. It. So boom, boom, boom. Throwdown. That's right. Uh, today's throwdown, which will be uh, ever eclipsed by what just happened, uh, <laughs> is going to be. Uh, so I have one that I was going to do as a joke, and then the actual one. So the one that I think would just be funny, just to get your just like three second take on, is uh, LeBron James versus Voldemort. <laughs> oh my god! I, I feel Cruciatus <laughs> curse. I like this, like you know, like oh, even, right? Yeah, you know, LeBron versus Voldemort. I'm, mean, I'm gonna have to give it to LeBron. What? Shockingly, I wow! I, I did mean, not see the that man coming. Can turn a narrative in his favor. You know, what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he has a way Ouch. with the people. He has a way with the people. I don't, I don't think Voldemort is fully harnessed. You know? Oh shit! Um, yeah, I'd have to go with LeBron. All I right. think his ability to bring together the masses. <laughs> Is unlike Voldemort. He brings together people who but don't even like him. But this is just a straight one-on-one fight, though. A one-on-one fight? Yeah. He's a Wolverine. He turned his ankle two days ago. Yeah. And well, he and Voldemort's going to use Cruciatus curse and turn his ankles and his elbows and torture the shit. Yeah, but he'll walk it off. He'll get Arguably a cortisone shot. Yeah, LeBron's love of the game would probably prevent Voldemort from killing him. There what about go. Avada Kedavra? I don't think it's going to work. What about? You think it's going to work? I don't think. What it's about gonna slam dunk in your face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, they were ready for this. Mistake his head for some sort of glow-in-a-dark ball and just, like, dribble it down. down. (laughs) Just palms his head. Yes, palms his head. That's it. That's it. None of my spells are working on him. Yeah. So the actual throwdown um, is, uh, I thought this one was fun because it it, it meshes the two worlds. I don't know how familiar you are with the second one, but the first one you're definitely familiar with. So I thought this would be fun. And given that I just saw Thor Ragnarok, Mm. uh, Mm, I thought it would be fun to, to uh, to pull this back out. We've we've seen both of these people, I believe, in a throwdown before, but never against each other. So today okay. it's going to be Dumbledore uh-huh. versus Doctor Strange. Ooh, two wizards Ooh. at the top of their game. I like Wizard this one. Sorcerers at the top of their game. Because I was going through it in my head as we were talking, and I'm like, they both can hop place to place. 
They yeah. both have methods to do that. Uh-huh. They can both distort realities. They can both distort times. They can both. There's a lot of they similarities both have between their vast ships. knowledge, right? And are we talking magic is might, Dumbledore, or uh, explain what you mean? So, like old Dumbledore when he was like kind of against Muggleborn, Dumbledore. No? Wait, what? Okay, yeah, I'm, Dumbledore wasn't always a good guy. So you you have outnumbered me on the Harry Potter oh. realm. Ex- explain yourself. So I'm talking Dumbledore and Grindelwald when they were like creating their world of uh, what they wanted people to live in. But Dumbledore wasn't exactly a great guy back then. Interesting. So are we talking semi-evil Dumbledore or are we talking semi-evil what, Dumbledore? What's 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 <laughs> what's Dumbledore in his prime? <laughs> I think Dumbledore in his prime is. I, w- I would go with Magic as Mike Dumbledore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So younger Dumbledore. D- younger, yeah, younger Dumbledore. Yeah, I which is not have... easy to say quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Because uh, it. the only one I'm for, I, the, in my head, I was thinking, you know, head headmaster at at Hogwarts. Mm. That's that's the Dumbledore I know. While powerful and knowledgeable, I, I, fuck. I like I like Dumbledore in his prime. Yeah. yeah. Because that's someone who's agile I'm physically. Yeah. And obviously still knowledgeable and right. powerful. Um, not trying to befriend eleven year olds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's creepy. Right. And he's he's kinda he doesn't have I mean he has a conscience, but he's more free with his magic. All right. You know. All right. So let's do all right, primetime Dumbledore. Uh, magic is my Dumbledore versus a fully realized Doctor Strange. I thought you said magic is my Dumbledore. I'm like, Ma- what? Oh. It is. Magic is my Dumbledore. Is that the title? Magic is my Dumbledore. <laughs> title of my first erotic novel. <laughs> magic is my Dumbledore. Well, this is interesting because my, my first question, and it's probably going to be easily answered, is does Dumbledore only being able to use magic through his wand hinder him? He can't. He can use magic without his wand. He can? Yes. When do we see that? You don't see it in the movies, but mm-hmm. he can. When do we read that in the books? I believe it is in book five or six. Okay. What when does he you, do? Oh, he doesn't do much. I mean, it, he's like harnessing it a lot when he's with Grindelwald because mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to be the most powerful. Okay. Um, I mean, we see Tom Riddle. I'm going to call him by his full ass name. Yeah. Tom Riddle right. <laughs> use use magic without his wand. So okay. Dumbledore can definitely do it. Okay. All right. Cool. So I was just like, I didn't know if that was a hindrance or anything like that because obviously Doctor Strange uh, can harness. Well, first of all, <laughs> uh, does does Doctor Strange still have the uh, time gem? Oh, you talking about the Eye of Agamotto? The, the Infinity Stone. I think, yeah. I mean, he's got, you know, like... Huge advantage, Doctor Strange. Yeah, but what is this Infinity but Stone? But Dumbledore also has a little thing that he gave Hermione that he time spins. Time yeah. He does have the time turner. He also is his friends with Nicholas Fumel, so he yeah, he also has the Resurrection Stone. I don't know if that's at all similar to what you just said. It's not. What does this do? But... So the, the Infinity Gem, essentially, the, the, the Eye of Agamotto, is a, it's a time gem, so he can turn back time, like share, um, and he can also, like, essentially... He you can know. set time loops. He yeah. can turn back time. Mm. So it, it allows him to actually manipulate the fabric of time. So the time turner allows people to go back in time and stuff like that, but I don't know if they can manipulate it quite like Doctor Strange can. I would say no to that. Yes. Yeah. Based off of no what I've seen, it's, yeah. I feel, you mean no to what? No, I, no, no to Dumbledore cannot manipulate time as the same as Strange yeah. with the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. So that right there is a huge, huge bonus for... For Doctor Strange, fair. Um, 
Now, is this time manipulation based on like a weak mind? Because Dumbledore doesn't have a weak mind. No, it's, no, it's to do literally with the fabric of time. Ah. Yeah. If you want me to spoil Doctor Strange for you, that's how he defeats one of the uh, basically an, an interdimensional god. Dormammu. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so right. let's strip that off. <laughs> I was like, that seems a little. I feel too like powerful. that's. I feel like that's the Superman well, part I mean, where it's uh, just like, well, yeah, you're fine then. Yeah, yes. it's an Infinity Stone, so I'm right. like, eh, we're gonna. You I know, see. I fair enough. I don't think that's fair to so have. So without that, that. Okay. So I have Agamotto has he left it on his dresser. He's like, and oh, when shit. he was getting dressed, he was like, ah. To be fair, at the end something. of Doctor Strange, he does put it back. He does, in the, yes. In the secret sanctum. So, um, so Dumbledore definitely but has. Thor, he had it back on, though, right? Mm, yeah, I, I think know. he was wearing it in Thor. Maybe. I didn't, yeah. I didn't look too closely. Anyway, um, another debate for another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, oh, man, this is such a good one because Dumbledore has such a wide variety of spells available at his disposal that he just knows off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange obviously knows some things as well. But it seems to me he has to consult books more often. He does, but if you look at how easily he was just doing shit. Yeah. Like he was consulting books, but it was more of just like a oh that's right. That's like it was he's got the knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's like at, in Thor, like the way he was just like, All right, goodbye. Like he was he was just done with them, you know? Yeah. Like he can do that shit. And very... to Loki, who is a master of magic as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. He was just like, get out of here. Yeah. You know. You fancy yourself a wizard? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Which was one of the I've favorite been part falling of the movie. for a half hour. <laughs> Oh, well, that was funny. So yeah. yeah, so he can truly fuck. I didn't so realize you saw Thor. I did. Oh, that's so I awesome! I saw Thor on Sunday. I didn't know that. We could yes. talked about when we have talked about it today. There's no time. Um, <laughs> In between yeah. tours. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, oh, shit. I'm kind of at a loss here. <clears throat> I f- I would I would say, the way I would put it is Dumbledore. I feel like has a truer sense of magic, where Strange manipulates. I feel like there is a, an ability to manipulate energy. And the like more of like the fabric of space time, but I I could be wrong on that. I don't so know. magically, we give it to Dumbledore. I I think so. Just on the because really, what Doctor Strange is about is protecting the world the from the right. interdimensional sort of stuff. So right. he has access to weirder things, weirder relics and stuff that give him boost. Obviously, his cape is very right, powerful. Right, right. Um, there's an axe that he uses in the comic books that's pretty powerful. Um, so the threats that Doctor Strange deals with, like Dormammu and right. other things like that, are more powerful than I think Dumbledore has ever seen. I would agree okay. with that. So does that give him that edge then? Because if he the kind of magic that Doctor Strange can summon is pretty impressive. Not to say that Dumbledore can't. I right. mean we've seen him do pretty impressive stuff to even mind his magic. Of, yeah. It feels more of like his Doctor Strange's feels more of that of a interdimensional cosmic magic rather than a earthbound magic, if you will. Mm, Agreed. Because if we think about what's Dumbledore's biggest thing that he's dealing with, Grindelwald, Voldemort, those are humans. Those are other magic users. Those are wizards. Questionable whether or not Voldemort's human. Sure. But he was human at one point and he splintered his soul so he became something else. Doctor Strange is like... We don't worry about what the Avengers are dealing with because there's far greater terrible things out there in the world trying to get in and we're stopping them from When he looks in. at the Chitauri and goes, eh. I'm busy. I'm like, busy. Doing other things. I think in that sense, I'm going to give it to Doctor Strange because the shit that he fights and the stuff that he has access to to prevent that from coming in, I'm going to give it to him. Like you said, the interdimensional that's a good sort of that's stuff. That's a hard thing you know, to argue. I don't even know this Doctor Strange fellow. But... <laughs> <laughs> the way you guys are describing him, I think 
Dumbledore would have his work cut out for him. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like again, if we're putting these again, you can you can size up two different teams all you want. At the end of the day, when it comes to blows, like I'm saying, I think Doctor Strange has more in his arsenal. Right. To use that's more powerful. It's two very different worlds. It is very different worlds, which is also interesting. But I also know that Vol- uh, Voldemort, Jesus, Dumbledore is going to have. Mm-hmm. He's Dumbledore is not going to just get his ass kicked. No, it's going to no, be. Oh yeah, a it's going to be a fight. Unless, yeah. but the thing too is, can Dumbledore deflect this kind of magic? If he uses a Protego spell, can can Doctor Strange still I just like go? I think he'd be See doing something a little bit more uh, intermediate than Protego or whatever. But you never you know. know. But that's the thing, though. Like, there's spells that we haven't seen Dumbledore cast that we know exist. Like, yeah. there's some like fucking high level shit that, like, when him and, and Voldemort are going head to head, like oh, yeah. he's they're, they're moving around. There, yeah, he yeah. can he can apparate and disapparate. Like, so yeah. if if he's gonna send one of those like spinny portal things at Dumbledore I'm mm-hmm. sure he could just go and he's over here and like yeah. there's there's defenses against that I'm what, sure but I mean what if he takes him to the mirror realm you know what I mean like what if he pulls him through you know what I mean I'm like there's well, so many of this yeah. interdimensional stuff that I don't know how uh, Dumbledore would react to that sort of stuff so I think Doctor Strange has a better understanding of the universe that he could use to his advantage to put Dumbledore in a situation where he wouldn't know how to react and that slight hesitation would give Doctor Strange the ability to, to get the, the landing blow the killing blow I I mean, it's I, I want to say Dumbledore obviously because I'm biased, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just based on the fights that he's had in the books and the fights that he's had in the movies, um, I think at times he can be very tentative with his magic too. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want to be at full strength a lot because he doesn't want to be that guy. So I'd be interested to see full strength Dumbledore, you yeah. know, because I think that could be an argument made. Even Ooh. Magic is Might Dumbledore. A fully realized. Yes, fully realized Dumbledore. A red Superman Dumbledore, if you will. Yes, exactly. I mean, he stopped using his magic because his sister died Mm -hmm. or stopped using it to its full potential. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe if he kept tapping into that, he would be able to create spells or Mm -hmm. come across spells that were able to sort of counteract this Doctor Strange. I don't think so. So yeah. I'm gonna. I feel like what we're what we're saying now. They're in space. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All of our throwdowns always end up in space for some goddamn uh, reason. Space. They're in space. No. <laughs> um, so no, I would say that we're. It sounds like we're giving it to Strange with a footnote that we we would revisit it if Dumbledore could. We could see a fully realized. A, I, I think I would. Where where the limiter has been taken off and Dumbledore's going full throttle. I yeah. still think even with the limiter off, I still think Doctor Strange wins. I'm gonna go reread all the Harry Potters and we'll revisit this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just yes. from the comics that I've read from Doctor Strange, his power is absolutely incredible. And so for um, today, we're saying Doctor Strange wow. for the win. Was that the gong that says Doctor Strange? That was the gong. Yeah. Says, Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange for the win. That's what it is today. Awesome throwdown. Thank you very much. Really Man. took a lot for me to sort of get through that. So great job, Justin. Now, nerds, excellent. weigh in and tell me why we're wrong. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Dumbledore versus Doctor Strange. What do you think? I feel like this could be win? a very divisive debate. I think Agreed. So. Yeah. 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 But here's play. the thing. Hear the other side out. Yes. All right. C- approach it from a very create a dialogue. Uh, yeah, create a dialogue about this. It's a be safe moderate. Space. Right. <laughs> Come on. Be moderate about it. Understand. Damn it! What sides. have we been talking about for the last hour? You got this far. <laughs> You're gonna argue in the comments. Come on. One hundred percent. So, uh, Charity, is there anything? Um, you're welcome to promote any social medias. I don't know if that's something you want to do. If you want, no, to don't follow me on anything. <laughs> in fact, I was never here. Exactly. <laughs> Disapparate. Yeah. 
Uh, is there anything that's going on that you want to promote? Anything that you've seen that you think people should check out, read, or anything like oh, that? Oh, yes, actually. Um, so, since you guys have spoken word artists on the show, I do want to give a shout-out to Louder Than a Bomb, which is the largest youth poetry fest that oh, cool. actually happens in February and March of next year. Um, it's typically down at Columbia, so I'd always suggest someone just go check it out. If you liked what you heard here, you'll love what you'll he like here there. That's where I started, and uh, they're really great kids with a lot to say. That is awesome. awesome. Yeah, cool. Louder we'll than a bomb. Yes. Do do they have a website or anything like that? Yes, uh, it's like louder than a bomb com, or you can go to youngchicagoauthorsyca.com. Awesome. Yeah. We'll put links to that in the description. Very so. cool. Awesome. Uh, so you guys can find. Uh, well, first of all, Justin, you have anything you want to promote? Uh, Chris and Matt show. I'm yeah. just going to keep going on that until they're done. Yeah, go check it out every Saturday at the Demont Theater at Second City, seven o'clock uh, p.m. Uh, Thirteen dollars if you use the promo code Squeep online. You can get it for ten dollars. It's worth it. Go see it. Nice. Uh, I have nothing to promote. Uh, just be good humans. Listen to each other. Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. Yeah. Uh, you can, guys can find MindGap on uh, Facebook. Look for our page there, MindGap. We're also on Twitter at MindGap Podcast. Uh, and Dustin, geez, I almost called you Dustin. Justin, Ranger things. Uh, <laughs> Justin uh, exists in the digital realm. Yes. Uh, every year, uh, uh, an amount of money comes out of my account to pay for a domain that's called justinstrandland.com that never gets updated. So if you want, <laughs> if you're looking for some time to kill, you can check that out. Uh, there's some things on there. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, which get updated more often, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, where you can subscribe to us, you can review us, and you can make us feel so good about ourselves. You give us those warm and fuzzy feelings when you review us, especially when you say nice things. If it's a negative review, it's not so nice. So just, you know, again, approach it from a moderate standpoint and tell us (laughs) what you think of us. Uh, Keep it respectful. Um, But also, seriously, Subscribe to us and give us an awesome review. Uh, com slash mindgap and com slash the best bar podcast ever is the other podcast that I do with Milos Stevanovich every Monday, and it's about the bar industry, and it's very fun. So you got to check that out. Awesome. Nice. Charity, thank you so much for being thank here. You. Seriously, thank, thank you. you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing uh, that. Uh, what do you, is it a poem? Or, yeah, you can call it that. I was like, oh, thanks for sharing that rhyme. I'm like, that's not it. I like it. <laughs> thanks for sharing that rhyme. Thanks for sharing that rhyme, Charity. That was great. Dropping awesome. Those beats. And thank you for uh, having a conversation with us. It was really fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you Loved for your time. It. Justin, thank you for being you. Doug, thank you for wearing a blue and gray shirt. Thank you. Guys, it's all been a thankful evening. You all enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you next week. Mind Gap Podcast.